on maynard.com.au. I think we're going to need more paper towels. It's Bunga Bunga. Tim Ferguson. trouble Tim. We are totally in trouble and we'd like to apologise but we're just not going to. First of all you have to apologise to the city of Canberra. <laughs> yeah, tough Canberra, tough. If you didn't have so many roundabouts we would have turned up on time. Bunga Bunga 34, the show that tells you where to go and how fast you can get there and what you can do once you're there. <laughs> you can't do that until all of your work is done. And we're here at... Oh, could that be the, the screenwriter of Glebe? It's the motorcycling screenwriter of Glebe. He might have heard a motorbike then. He hasn't been in a few episodes. He's actually the, the Australian film screenwriter of Glebe. Why do you think we haven't heard from him, Tim? Well, I don't think it's because he's been writing. Well, he's a screenwriter, anything to do but write. I think he's up, been up at the coast. Been up at the coast, catching up with some bros in Byron Bay. And he's come back full of ideas. What might one of his film ideas be, Tim? I would suggest it would be about a single mother living in the western suburbs contemplating suicide because of something far more interesting that happened way before the film began. But first, Bunga Bunga News. Das ist ein kleiner Gemeinschaft, das sie glücken heißt in Nick. No, 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 no. I was going to tell you in German, Bunga Bunga News, Maynard today is sporting a beautiful jacket. Tell us about it, Maynard. I'd like to thank one of our Patreon supporters for sending me a great button here, Posty Lindley, the main Posty of Melbourne. I think she covers Sydney Road. She sent me a Colonel Chestbridge, who's the great bird-like colonel from Danger 5, a little badge to wear. It's great. All right, let's get straight to the biscuits. At 0800 hours this morning, an American soldier was eaten by a Nazi dinosaur. That's a Tyrannosaurus Rex. No, Claire, that's a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Try thinking first before you open your mouth. Gotta love Danger 5 if you're thinking, what's Danger 5? That explains why your friends don't find you as interesting as they used to. Look for Danger and the Digit 5. It is Australia's greatest comedy creation since I made one. Based in Adelaide too, and you don't get that too often. Yeah, you don't get that too often. Adelaide is always missed out as far as the funding of new comedy ideas goes. These guys have put Adelaide back on a map. How is your uh, refilming of Storm Boy coming along, speaking of South Australia? Well, it's good. The Pelican, of course, <laughs> is just great. But I always ask, can you please not pull that same face? Stop mugging. The Doug Anthony's have been everywhere. As we mentioned, they've been to Canberra to do the Canberra Comedy Festival. But you're touring around Australia and a lot more dates have become clear. You can go to chickymonkeycomedy.com and check out all the All-Stars dates. Do you find you can go a bit harder in the regional centres? They like it to be a bit more raw? Yeah, that's right. Shock treatment is the only thing that works. The inner city kind of comedy audience bores us because they see too much comedy, or they think they do. They're sort of laid back. We really have to come out and just offend them. A pensioner, a cripple and a songwriter A pensioner, a cripple and a superstar Oh yeah, bridges will be burned But for the rurals, we have to really bring out a baseball bat to wake them up and remind them that they are in our land now. Any sign of going to Melbourne soon? Because you've got the people of Northcote really revved up then. We won't be going to Melbourne for a couple of reasons. We just did Melbourne and it all went very well and we've got to work up our new show. Also, you know, the comedy festival, 
three years in a row banned us from the gala, mm, yeah. I think because of our sensitive material. So we thought we'd treat them harshly. It's kind of cool that you can still surprise people by what you say when in fact they should know what they're getting when they see your name on the list. One thing hasn't changed and it's that the truth never has friends. Hang on, Tim's been on telly. Yes, I've been on television and it doesn't hurt as much as it looks like. Being on home delivery. Julia Zamira, I mean, I would do anything. I don't care what the show is. I'd be happy to go on the new inventors if Julia Zamira was hosting. It was good fun. We went back to my primary school. We went back to the old farm. When I was a kid, they take you there. You have a little tour of your own private nostalgic life and then they put you on a plane and they send you home. Did you talk about Eurovision with we did, off camera. Any good gossip come up? I think there was gossip, but you've got to be interested to retain this stuff. Eurovision, I assume they're all sleeping with each other and one of them has a beard. Gotta love Genghis Khan, that track Moscow's a beauty. That is brilliant. Coming up on Bunga Bunga 34, we'll have this. Tim's historical hypothetical. We'll be thanking all our patrons by name. Too much. And we'll be finding out what's in Maynard's bug out bag. Maynard's bug out bag. Coming up shortly, but as part of the news here, we do like it's great. There's lots of small children here at the Madame Fru Fru Cafe in Glee Point Road today, aren't there? Seems like a mother's group have gotten together and they're being dynamic, helping each other raise what could only be the worst thing to try and raise outside of a cactus, which is a human being. Did you find it hard going when you were trying to do it, Tim? Oh, no, it was easy. You just have to drink as much as you can, like all our parents did. They got through thanks to their friends, Moselle, and a good trusty standby, which you can't get anymore, Hock. Bunga Bunga, as part of the Planet Maynard podcast, has been nominated for an award. As you hear this, the award would have been announced already, but tomorrow night, as we're recording, the Castaway Podcast Awards, the first Australian podcast awards, are being held in Sydney, and we are shortlisted in the comedy section. How'd that happen, Tim? That's obviously an anomaly. Weren't they listening? It's great to be nominated for something like this, considering it was never our intention to get involved in the bureaucracy. It's great, and thank you or fuck you, depending on how it all worked out. Should we open the crank mail, Tim? Oh, yes, Maynard. Let's open the crank mail, you beast. It's the mail that dare not speak its name. Crank mail, crank mail, crank mail. Tim, I hear a little animal urinating there, or, or some sort of mammal. What do you think it is? It is a bald American eagle. Oh, you wouldn't think they'd urinate in a cup. But they can be trained, damn it. They can... Not a drop spilt. Go to the Bunga Bunga Facebook page and you can be part of all everything that happens here because usually a day or two before we record, I ask people for questions for Tim or myself, but usually Tim, because Tim's the one with the brain, you see. I just wave the microphone around. Crank mail. One from Crystal Edwards. She wants to know, why let sleeping dogs lie, Tim? Should they be expected to tell the truth like everyone else? Very good question. We let them lie because they look so cute when they're asleep and they're still muttering their rude untruths. That's why we do it, just because of cuteness, which is why we don't let sleeping bulldogs lie. Person with the completely made-up name, Ella Arendale, asks, why are there mushrooms on this pizza? One of two reasons. One, they're just mushrooms, or two, you live near Nimbin, and the mushrooms are going to make you feel rather giddy and make you feel that that tree is you. And 
you are that freak. And I'd go with that. Just remember, no matter what happens, you are not the pizza. Did you ever have magic mushrooms at school and attempt an education, Tim? Look, I can't <laughs> confirm or deny, but I can say that sort of behaviour is not conducive to remembering what you were taught. Crank mail! Megan Dancy asks, I think someone needs to explain pineapple. Pineapple has many qualities, not only the flavour, but it can affect your flavouring. Look it up on the internet. Pineapple and ejaculant. Pineapple does make your ejaculant more tasty. Right up there with vodka. Vodka and pineapple. There's a pizza. But we're just taking a short break here as the banana bread has arrived. How's things going here today? Awesome, beautiful. It's so busy this morning. What's going on? I know, the weather's changed. Everybody's out, I think. That was a chef bringing stuff out. That was nice of him, wasn't it? They do everything personally here at Madame Fru Fru Cafe in Glee Point Road, Glebe. If you haven't been here, that explains why your friends don't like you anymore. And occasionally see us on the footpath doing this. Well, we're going to have the banana bread and the uh, veggie breakfast. We'll be back in just a sec. And to get us to us coming back... If I made you smile, it would make it all worthwhile. If I made you smile, I'd die That's the end of the coffee there. How's the banana bread, Tim? It's full of bananas and it's got bread in it. You always go for the banana bread. Why is that? Why are you at the very core of your being a banana bread guy? The banana bread never sees you coming. Tip-top loaf. It knows it will be eaten. Banana bread figures, I'm too good to just be devoured as a once-only party trick. That's why I like it. Here at the Madame Fru-Fru Cafe, we seem to have outshouted the children. They've all left. I think they left, or they all grew up. We've been here for quite a while. Back to the crank mail. Crank mail! Mark O'Brien writes, what are the reasons for refilming films? Would Tim refilm his film? What film would you refilm, and would you refilm your own film? Spin out. They did it with Psycho, where they did it shot for shot and line for line with Vince Vaughan as Anthony Hopkins. What it lacked was that little thing called Alfred Hitchcock and timing. Psycho was a film of its time that changed the times. So when you see the remake, it's like we've seen psycho killers do a lot worse than just stab people. But wherever an audience is found, you might as well go for it. You could remake Spin Out. I would have bigger cars, more of them, Still shoot it in Shepparton. Spin-out could be redone, but I would go the children's television route. I'd go Hammy the Hamster, Tales from the Riverbank, where you've got the hamster and the little V8 Fords going round and round like that. That'd be great. And the Utes. That's an awesome idea. At last, the two friends are airborne again. And GP suddenly thinks of a way to speed things up. Are you sure? This is safe. The other thing, of course, that's happening is people are taking a movie and turning it into a TV series, as has 12 Monkeys, based upon the Bruce Willis film. And it works quite well. I never got past the, he's a crazy dentist line where he's pulling his teeth out in the bathroom. I actually stopped watching the movie at that point. That is crazy dentistry. I mean, it works. (laughs) It certainly works in the short term. The guy who plays Bruce Willis is not an attractive man. 
but he's very brooding and that really helps. Bruce Willis in Moonlighting, how did you like his interaction with Sybil Shepherd? Obviously off screen there was some friction going on there. The early stuff, the sexual tension bit was good once they actually ended up doing it and suffered a little bit. I liked Moonlighting. Moonlighting was an awesome series. Hi, I'm Madeline Hayes and this is David Addison. Right, and we'd just like to take a minute or two before the show starts to welcome you back to another season of Moonlighting. That's right. That's wrong. We can say it. The network says tonight's show is too short. The network says every show has to be one hour long, not 59 minutes, not 61 minutes, well, 60 minutes long, and we're a minute short. Great, now the whole world knows. Mr. Thermopolis, and do you know Mr. why Ehrlich, we're a minute short? Karen, get because my agent on the phone, fast. please. Not you because I'm talking with this, because you're talking when I'm talking. That's it, I've That's had it. it. If, if the, the producers want to welcome the viewers back, they can do it themselves. It was a funny series about important things. Crank mail. And a new Patreon supporter, and thank you very much, Sinforella Eva James. Sinforella Eva James wants to know, it's all a Victorian issue here. Do you feel like putting your mind into Victoria? Just my mind. Sinferella Eva James writes, they plan to change 50% of the don't walk signs to female. So you've got female images. What do you think of that initiative? I thought that they should change it, but not all in one go. As the old ones wear out, just change them. And that way it wouldn't cost you as much and you'd eventually get there. You just wouldn't have a high cost at the beginning. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, the question is, do you give them boobs or not? Men wear skirts, men wear kilts, and women wear pants. I've always seen the walking sign as quite androgynous. Eva, think about when the last time was that you wore a skirt, and you can see why there is confusion. I would say put boobs on walk, don't walk sign. Put boobs on them, and then we're talking. You gotta have boobs if you wanna impress. Tycoons and roofs You need boobs To fill out a sweater You need two But three might be better And that's one in the back for dancing The voice of Tim Ferguson, outspoken feminist She's also asked What would you spend the money on instead To help women get more respect, Tim? I'd get more women Have you been writing any more feminist poetry recently, Tim? Just to try and get us out of this I have written a cracker of a feminist poem. Uh-oh, what's going to happen now? And this one talks about the dirtiest part of your body, your mouth. A lot of people say, oh, we can't have women covering their faces because it humiliates them, it oppresses them. It's, it's the Western view. But if you think about it, the dirtiest part of your body, dear listener, is your filthy mouth. Think about the places you have put that mouth. Think about the things you have done to bring pleasure to others with that filthy gob of yours. We all know that penises and vaginas have limited and yet very useful functions, but the mouth is a multifaceted, multi-talented, multi-skilled piece of bacteria-ridden filth. Well, there's something for you, Eva. Something to munch on. Seriously, next time you complain about a burka, just ask yourself, am I doing that with my mouth uncovered? You filthy, filthy beast. Let's close up the crank mail. Crank mail. Satisfying. Here's something for another podcast here. George Harab, who has the Geologic podcast, great American thinker, love him. I was on his 500th show. The, this is a video which is on maynow.com.au. You can go there. You can click on the whole thing and see me goofing off with him in the early hours of the morning, Australian time with him. He's got this great grab of Rick Wiles from True News, gives the Christian worldview. And I know you listen to that fairly often, Tim. Oh, I always listen to the Christian worldview. Rick Wiles, he was going off about devices that the American Defense Department has invented that will eat microbes. And so he's taken this to mean that they will eventually eat bodies. 
George got onto this in his regular segment called The Religious Moron of the Week. Oh man, you just got to listen and you just have to see the car crash. He put a bit of music behind Rick Wiles to help make his approach and his warning for the future seem more sadient. Our military, Steve, is developing an army of human flesh-eating robots. They're going to send a robot to your house to eat you for lunch. That's right. Let's listen to that audio again, but let's put the uh, proper music underneath it. The U.S. Defense Department is funding research into battlefield robots, human flesh-eating robots, which will be connected to a global brain. If you do not conform to the requirements of this new society, they're going to send a robot to your house to eat you for lunch. Rick Wiles is the Geologic Podcasts. I think that music should be playing during question time in Parliament, Tim. Yeah, without a certain vivant vivance to it. Speaking of volivants, what's in Maynard's bug out bag? What's in Maynard's bug out bag? It's a double CD. 50 silly songs. A double CD of strange music about odd things that kids and older people who should know better might like. Tim, you want to pick one of them then? We could listen to Cab Calloway with many of the moocher. We could listen to How Much Is That Doggy in the Window. How much is that doggy in the window? You've just got to go yickety-yak the coasters. Take out the papers and the trash. Or you don't get no spending cash. If you don't scrub that kitchen floor, you ain't gonna rock and roll no more. Yackety-yak. Don't talk back. Just finish cleaning up your room. Let's see that dust fly with that broom. Get all that garbage out of sight Oh, you don't go out Friday night Yaggedy yak Don't talk back You just put on your coat and hat And walk yourself to the laundry mat And when you finish doing that Bring in the dog and put out your cat Yaggedy yak Don't talk back Speaking of Yickety Yak, Tim, there's been a lot of debate in Australia, which the overseas listeners might not have heard, about the uh, racial vilification laws. Tim, try and explain to everybody what 18C and the debate over the changes to it. Well, 18C is a law that was brought in to placate the thin-skinned, easily frightened members of the Australian society. And of course, it was supposed to stop people from deliberately offending and outraging people based upon their race, sex. And so it sounds good. The only trouble is, as I told Nicola Roxon, the ALP member who was first pushing 18C, is that this is an anti-comedy law. She responded and said, oh, of course comedians won't be pestered by this because only people who are talking seriously will be taken seriously. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Bill Leake. Bill Leake, who was hounded in the last couple of years of his life by people suing him for offending them over one cartoon. And if you haven't seen the cartoon, it's very simple. A cop is holding a young Aboriginal male by the scruff of the neck and tells the father to... uh, 
uh, be more mindful, and the father responds he can't quite remember the name of his son. This scandalised a whole bunch of inner-city lefties who claimed to be offended, and because they were offended, they used that to form a lawsuit against him. It's not that I'm a libertarian, I just find it very awkward when people try to put regulations on free speech. Why the hell would you do this? And I say, as an extreme centrist on the political spectrum, I would do away with the whole thing entirely. And if someone says something that you don't like, you either deal with it or you find out if it is actually illegal. David Maher recently was talking about how the Bar Committee in New South Wales feels about the whole thing, and he was saying that you've got the words offend, vilify and humiliate, and he thought that the bar should be a little bit higher than just offending. And he said in New South Wales, the judiciary has done something about that in that they've defined their own term for offence in New South Wales, but not so much in other places in Australia. There are weaker groups in the community that need defending. The Indigenous population, you can't just be having a go at them, and people obviously thought that's what Bill was doing. They thought that's what was happening with Bill Leake, but Bill Leake is a humorist. He was a guy who points out what is actually happening using cartoons and the cartoon was based upon a story that was happening that week. Aboriginal fathers not behaving so well in regard to training their young sons about how to live. So drop everything you communist weirdos. Deal with the fact that it was the harassment of Bill Leake that eventually killed him. I read a tweet by some blonde-headed gumpf, I think from Northcote, who said, I'm glad Bill Leake is dead. Well, when you die, you quinoa nibbling freak, I too will be glad that we no longer have to put up with you, you callous shit. Wow. I would name that person if I could even remember who they were. 18C is being debated. Don't let the fact that George Brandis wants to do away with it undermine the basic argument that freedom of speech should mean exactly that. If someone does offend you and goes out of their way to harass you, then you have all the legal standpoint in the world to defend yourself. We don't need an extra layer of shut-upness. I'm a comedian. I'm in a Doug Anthony All-Stars. Most of our material offends someone. So you're saying that free speech gives the right for everyone to be a knob if they want to be? Yeah, let them do it. I like having Pauline Hanson in the parliament because it means we see her every night and her limitations become ever more clear. I like having Donald Trump as the president because we can see the limitations of lazy right-wing ding-battery. Let the stupid people say what they want to say and if we don't like it, we can form a street march or troll them. Damien Cowell has a new album out called Get Your Dag On. Damien Cowell, total legend. We were going to get together with Damien Cowell at the Queenscliff Music Festival, but our schedules didn't collide because the All-Stars were very excited to work with Damien. Because Damien, of course, from TISM, uh, there's an interview with him, uh, a nice little one-hour interview with him on uh, maynard.com.au. You can have a listen to with his last album. And this album came out and I completely missed it. I actually missed the fact he had a new album out. I think Damien Cowell's been keeping it from us because I too was largely unaware that it was happening. So what's going on, Damien? Why are you keeping us out? Everybody you know is on it. Here's a good one. I like this one. Where the fuck is the Venga bus? That is a very good song title. Where the fuck's the Venga bus?
Damien Cowell, you should come on Bunga Bunga and explain yourself. I was offended by that song, and I'm taking you to court, pal. Did you ever hop on the Venga bus? Uh, I'm not sure what Venga is. Uh, the Venga bus. Oh, the Venga. Play me just a little. Oh, yeah. I had that bus thrust upon me. I was on tour with the Venga boys at Crystal Waters, whole stack of people, Sonic. We had quite the tour. I bet you did. Oh, yeah. You got up to all sorts of tomfoolery, Maynard. What do you think of the, the 80s tour podcast I put out recently? A bit of backstage action there for you, Tim? Lovely, and great to hear all those voices speaking for a change. We only know them as singers. Mm. What a great tour, and you are so lucky to be a part of that, hanging around with those people. And something you're all lucky to hear now is the moment when Tim requests a sound effect, one that we dive into the Maynard International Studio Libraries and find for him, because as you know, all recorded history is on my hard drive. A Japanese sushi chef chops up a small rodent and hurls each piece at the ceiling fan. Hey! Oh. I found that one straight away, Tim. Well, I knew that one was in the BBC archives. Should we thank our patrons now, Tim? These are the wonderful people that go to patreon.com slash Maynard and help us out. Tim, read out the name of those patrons and we'd like to thank you for your support. Please join them. We need all the support we can get. Danny Matthews, legendary Patreon supporter. Lindley, thank you so much, Lindley. John, thank you, John. Paris Lawrence, there aren't many better names. You could just say, hi, I'm Miss Lawrence, or hi, I'm Paris. Either way, you win, Paris Mac Kirby, Belinda Pierce, Mick McCarty. Mick McCarty, that's a real thing? It is. The fantastic Dana H and Cheryl Hickey. What have you got there, Maynard? Let's thank Panda Paws. Let's thank Nick Andrew. Nick Andrew, a great supporter of us. Andrew Waddington, Peter Young, Patricia McIntosh, Richard Wright, James Trevino, Norman Fox, Greg Duralis, Mel Wilden, Mark O'Brien, Andy Zagima, Christy Shields, F. Carmichael. Look, how many times have you been somewhere and said F. Carmichael? I stubbed my toe this morning and that's what I said. It's the 431 bus going past. We'd also like to thank Daniel, Natasha Critter, Jeremy, Spud, Emily, Grant, Rachel Dunlop, Dr. Rachie, Craig Walker, Howard, Shell, Katie, Charlotte, Jeanette and Katrina. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Also, let's throw on the list Mr. David Hickey, Eva, Eva James, Mackay, Sinforella James, a dear friend of mine, Rebecca Jones, Sue Wielden, Sammy Sertine, and of course, Daryl Adams, the difficult child of the Patreon team. Get your details together there, Daryl Adams. Outrageous. It's time for a moment. It's a moment where people pause and go, what's that all about? Tim's historical hypothetical, where we put Tim Ferguson in a place in history and ask, well, what would you have done, smartass? We've got two, actually. One's from one of the listeners out there. I'm a little bit afraid of the answer, but I will ask you anyway. Grant McCarran of Adelaide. Hiya, Grant, also a Patreon supporter. Writes, 17th of August, 1980. 17th of August, 19... I don't know what this one is. What is this one? You are camping near Uluru. No, I'm still completely in the dark as to what this might be. What do you feed the funny dog, he asks. 
babies. Dogs love babies. They love kids. They like hanging around them. I figure the crazy dogs hanging around the campsite should just be fed babies. Tim, it's 122 AD. One of my favourite ADs. You are Emperor Hadrian of Rome. One of my favourite Caesars. you got some problem up north. you got the Picts hanging on there, you've got the Celtic rabble, there's problem with taxes. You've got to do something north of the Fourth Clyde and do something about what's going on north of England. I don't mean Liverpool, I don't mean Manchester. I don't mean all that riding around on mopeds. You are Emperor Hadrian, it's 122 AD. What do you do, Tim Ferguson? Do I have nuclear weapons at my disposal? You cannot nuke the very north of England. I would like to send in the tanks, but I'm assuming that's not on? Not an option. In that case, befriend those weird skirted Scots. Go north, go up to the Isle of Skye and start handing out lollipops if you have them and make friends for a change. Remember, you call yourself Romans, but you really are just Italians. Why not act like Italians instead of doing all this, oh, we're from ancient Rome garbage. Hands across the Clyde, that's the way to do it. Tim, they're having an Easter egg hunt on Hadrian's Wall on the 14th of April at 11 o'clock. I bet it's hiding next to the wall. That's quite an Easter egg hunt. You've got all the way from one side of England to the other. It would test anybody's patience, particularly parents. Just another kilometre. Are we there yet? Oh, we've been there the whole time, darling. Tim's historical hypothetical. (laughs) Tim, do a speech just in case we do win or lose the Australian Podcasting Awards, the Castaway Awards, the comedy section. Well, in fact, I wrote a speech that we could do that covers both us winning. Oh, and also losing one of the great awards for our podcast. And it goes something like this. We say, this is entirely unexpected. We always thought these awards were worthwhile. We wish to thank ourselves for our unending efforts to create a good podcast. And we are very glad to have appealed to a percentage of the judges. Works either way, people, works either way. That's a guy who has missed out on a few awards in his time. And we'd like to thank all the names that we just mentioned as Patreons of our noble effort. And I personally would like to thank Maynard who does all the hard yards putting this thing together. I sit here and blabber my mouth and he goes and gets out the scissors and works in the dark. Can you imagine what I have to cut out? Just think about that now. Tim Ferguson's right of reply to a question nobody asked. Don't expect too much. So what is it with penalty rates? Well, I tell you what it is. It's like the Seinfeld opening. That's at Seinfeld. So what is it with penalty rates? (laughs) What's going on with penalty rates? The way it works is many people work on the weekends because that is what helps them pay their bills. Yes, they cost more to their employers, but you will see that cafes are open. Safeway is open. Airlines and airports are all open. Trains are still running. So for the government to say, oh, we need to support business by cutting back on the time and a half or whatever it might be that workers on weekends or public holidays get is numb nuttery because the government will tell you people that if we cut penalty rates, an employer will be able to employ more employees because they have this extra cash. I am an employer and I can guarantee that if I didn't have to pay weekend penalty rates, I would spend the money on either home renovation or whores. 
So you've got to think, what would my local cafe owner do? Well, they wouldn't hire more people because if they're open, they've got adequate staff. So what would they do? They would pocket the money and they would spend it on a horse or home renovations. Just looking around the Madame Fufu Cafe, I can see there's a lot of home renovation going on here. By horse, I mean like horse, like the horses. You know, race five at Eagle Farm. Tim Ferguson's right of reply. The nation has listened and unfortunately they're looking the other way. Totally looking the other way. Don't expect too much. You've been listening to Bunga Bunga 34 here. Tim, is there anything you'd like to remind people of before we go? Don't forget, Doug Anthony All-Stars are coming to you. Whether you're in Newcastle, Sydney, Bendigo, Ballarat, we're doing the regions. We're even going to a place called Caloundra or Caloundra. I don't know. It's somewhere up north. We are headed your way and we mean business. By the time you hear this, the awards for the Castaway Awards will have been announced. If you hear a cheer at this point, that means we won. If you hear a raspberry at this point, that means we didn't. And if you hear just muttering of confusion, it's because we've drawn a tie with somebody (laughs) where we're wondering how we could be put with someone good. Hey, look at Hillary Clinton uh, delivering the VB to the bottle shop again. Gee, she really throws her weight around now that she's lost the unlosable election. What I like is that she drives a delivery truck in heels. It's fantastic. You just don't want to back chat her because she will go you. Hang on, I think Bill's in the cab with her again. Oh, my God. Bill, get your hands off that woman. Oh, no, she's his wife. Who'd have thought? You reckon Trump has ever driven a truck? He probably has. It's the kind of thing Trump would have done just for a photo op. Everybody's starting to worry that Trump is becoming a real problem. It hasn't even begun yet. He hasn't even gotten started. He never really cared about the health thing, but now he's going to get moving on tax to make billionaires trillionaires. Just you wait, you inner city lefties. If you're sitting in a Northgate Melbourne cafe right now, prepare to have your bike shorts tightened. There is nothing more dangerous in a position of power than a man who actually doesn't give a shit. And on a happy note, you've been listening to Bunga Bunga 34 with Tim Ferguson, who you can get at... At Real Tim Ferguson on Twitter. Here goes the 431. And you can also contact Maynard through these media. Maynard at maynard.com.au, Maynard Comow on Twitter, or the Bunga Bunga Facebook page. Sign up there, give us a go. The Maynard Facebook page, find us and we will find you. <laughs> Bunga Bunga breaking news, Bunga Bunga breaking news. Tim, something happened. Something happened, it was quite amazing. Look at me, I'm all a tremble, but I'm trembling more than usual. We're coming to you from the breaking news desk at the Madame Fufu Cafe on what should be a quiet Sunday, but now we hear it isn't. We won, Tim. That's right, Planet Maynard, the podcast website podcast mm. won. It won like the award that everybody wants. There is the Animal Husbandry uh, Award. <laughs> we were passed over. We were robbed. We were passed over for the Animal Husbandry Trophy. That was ours. <laughs> we put in a lot of work for that, but Maynard was there accepting the award, mm. the Castaway Australian Podcast Award, standing there as winner of comedy and entertainment for Planet Maynard, which is the home of, amongst other things, Bunga Bunga. Bunga Bunga. 196 shows proud now and I was given the award by an ABC employee I never thought any ABC employee would ever give me anything again and you did say the great thing about being a podcast star is that you attract two kinds of people what are they by curious males and chicks chicks and by curious males dig podcasting <laughs> they certainly do this woman came up to me at the bar later rather seriously and said my husband likes podcasts and he's not by curious I said are you sure when he switches on gay
Game of Thrones, which bit is he waiting for? Although sexuality is fluid. Come on, listener, you know how you feel, particularly on a day like this. Look around you. Look at all of the things that you have in your pocket. Are they all completely of the sexuality you say you've chosen? Hmm? I want to thank Dave and the whole crew at the Castaway Awards. It was a great inaugural night for them there. Breaking news here on Bunga Bunga. Planet Maynard won the Castaway Awards. Thank you to everyone. Breaking news, Andrew Bolt has no friends. He's got no friends at all. Thanks so much to the Castaway people for awarding the man who works more tirelessly on podcasts than anyone else, even that guy who does the needlepoint stuff. (laughs) Get on Patreon and just sling us a dollar a month. That would be just really great, you know. Help keep the Planet Maynard lights on. Keep the lights on and that fridge running. You've been listening to... I'm your bonus. Maynard.com.au AU Bryson and Hugh Everything digital Bunga 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 Bunga, bunga. bunga. <laughs>